Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Austin, Texas. Happy Hump Day, everybody. July 19th. It's hot as hell outside, so get inside and listen to us. 45 days away from Texas football. DKR opens up with Rice. 50, like 50 cent, 50 days away till the NFL season. Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. We got a very fun jam-packed show today we gonna be all over the place man we got disgruntled running backs we got salty hall of fame linemen we got coaches in the college ranks going at it jordan pool daddy talking draymond daddy talking y'all know how we get down this is chad and zay on the horn 1049 1019 am 1260 live at horn fm Com, YouTube, Twitch, everywhere else you can find us. No Chad Hastings still on vacation. I am Zay Collier. And thank Bucky Gobble for the first two days, Monday and Tuesday. But the guest we have today is my guy, my man. Just like me, he has an NBA doppelganger. <laughs> I always gotta, I always gotta give him love about that. Even though that doppelganger is an Aggie and Alex Caruso, this dude r- looks just like him. I mean, people say I look like Draymond Green, some call me Zaymond Green. I get it, but this dude looks as much as Alex Caruso as E. Hogan looks like Kurt Russell. He is the producer of Light the Tower, so you just heard him. He is the voice of McNeil Football and the voice of Round Rock Baseball. He's an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, a Cowboys fan, and, of course, a Texas Longhorn fan. You can find him on Twitter at Cameron D. Parker. Cameron Parker, what's good, dog? Say, do I need to go, ah, you damn right. Ah. Everything you said. You're damn right. Zay, what's up, man? I'm good to be glad to be here with you. Oh, man. Glad to be here, bro. I'm glad you're here. You're my dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to this radio game, it could be very toxic, as you know. It can be very competitive, as you know. And there's just certain people that you don't want to associate yourself with. And you are not any of those things. Like, you've always been, like, professional you've always been the homie 
when we joke outside of off the air as we're always cutting up and just talking about the most outlandish things like mm-hmm. we both have very similar humor and you work hard man and like you always have ever since i met you you're a great sports mind and it's an honor to have you on chad and zay and likewise man ever since i joined the horn you've been you know one of the the homies for sure Always willing to listen to me, always willing to talk about stuff. So I appreciate that, hearing it from you, Zay. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, man, I I know there's an elephant in the room. We all know that. Y'all heard E. Hogan talk about it this morning. You heard Craig Way talk about it, too. I won't get to that right now. I will talk about that at the end of the show. I want to focus on the show. I want to focus on what we do here at The Horn, and that's give y'all the best sports talk that we can. That's what y'all deserve. And, yeah, at the end of the day, I love radio. I love this station. I'm blessed to have this job. I'm blessed to have this opportunity. And I'm going to give y'all what y'all came for. Y'all, we got to give y'all sports. That's just it is what it is with a little bit of ignorance on the side. That's just how we do it here you know, at The Horn. That's how I've always done it that's how i always will do it so if you don't like it kiss my black ass and we gonna keep on rolling you dig but yeah cam you know you're a cowboys fan high expectations this year dog i mean zeke most likely is gonna be gone there's that slight possibility that you could resign him but it doesn't look that way i mean you know there's a lot of other running backs out there that could substitute and then some for ezekiel elliott plus the running back room that you have now it seems like steven and jerry jones are cool with that but with the expectations in the nfc we know at the top it's the philadelphia eagles rightfully so Mm -hmm. after that you could say the San Francisco 49ers, rightfully so. Then it's the Dallas Cowboys. And when it comes to just on paper, the moves that Steven and Jerry have made have been solid. I like the moves. That's what you got to do because they've been very stingy and have made some very questionable decisions over the course of them running, you know, America's team. And – now, when you got guys like Stephon Gilmore, who's been defensive player of the year at the cornerback position, which, again, I, I, I just can't get over that. Like, that's probably one of the hardest things to do with how limited you are at cornerback. No can't doubt. touch nobody. You can't do, you know, can't press nobody like you used to. You can't hit nobody like you used to. So the fact that he did it, you know, what, five years ago, 2019, 2018, around there with the New England Patriots, even though he's lost a step, you got better. Brandon Cooks, you know, I Michael Gallup as the number two wide receiver. I don't know about that. With Brandon Cooks on the squad, Michael Gallup getting healthy and stuff, him at number three receiver, I'll take that. you got Dak Prescott. We know the issues that he had last year taking care of the ball. That was a big issue. But at the end of the day, Dak did a lot of really good things that I don't think gets talked about enough. Obviously, the interceptions stand out, and you could blame Kellen Moore for that. You could blame, you know, him getting hurt and just trying to force the issue. I, I don't know. There's a lot of things to blame. There's a lot of changes this year with Big Mike running the shows, running the offense. But now you got a real problem because six-time All-Pro guard, team captain, Zach Martin, is considering not reporting to training camp because he is unhappy with his current contract situation. The 32-year-old says he is trying to restructure 
the contract. He feels like he is very underpaid. And if you look at it compared to everybody else in the league playing on the line, he is. Like he's the 31st ranked guard or ranked offensive lineman getting paid in the league. That means there's 30 other guys that are getting paid higher than Zach Martin, which, you know, I, I thought he lost a step last year, but he was still all pro. Like mm-hmm. he was still really good. And, you know, he's a top 10 offensive lineman. Regardless of left tackle, right tackle, blindside, whatever, all that stuff, center, like he's a top 10 offensive lineman. He's proven that for years. But, again, he's 32 years old. He's making about $7 million less this season than the NFL's top paid guards. And him, just his presence in the locker room is so big. And he's so huge for Dak's comfort and psyche that – this isn't the problem you need headed into the season. The next few years, are gonna, or next really year, two years, they are going to be huge for Dallas because you have not only Zach Martin up for a contract extension, you got Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs coming up. Plus, you have Tony Pollard, who, of course, they franchise tagged him this year, could not reach a contract extension. What will they do with Pollard? But Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones have a lot of decisions to make, including Zach Martin. Now, there was uh, a list that came out today, or actually, excuse me, earlier this week, about the 10 best guards and centers voted on by NFL execs, players, and coaches. Yeah, name those, dog. Name those. Number one was Sack Martin. <laughs> Come on, man. And you know what? That, and also, I blame Madden. You see what Zach Martin tweeted? Because Zach Martin was rated number 99 in Madden. I don't, does anyone still play Madden football, by the way? I'm not right? sure if they you know, still yeah, do. You know, yeah, we need to bring back 2K. That, that's that's a must. <laughs> I don't. I know they got the rights and stuff, and bring we back the, the ESPN. Yeah, one. We, we all with know. T.O. on the cover. We all know about rights and contracts and stuff, especially us as of late around here. So I get it, but also, man, Cam, I know you're a little bit younger than me, but you remember those 2K games? Oh, like man. They, they had Warren Sapp's black ass face on the cover <laughs> of 2K4, and then they had T.O. on 2K5, and after that, like that was it. Like, they were putting out hits. It was so authentic. It was so realistic. And Madden couldn't compete, but EA, they had the paper. Mm-hmm. And the NFL said, you know what? We don't give a damn who has the better game. We want this money, too. So we're going to partner with whoever benefits the both of us, and that was EA Sports. Not knocking EA Sports. Matt, they've done some really good things over the years. NBA Live was fire until 2K took that over. Mm-hmm. So 2K has, you know— NBA, and then we know Madden has NFL. But, yeah, Zach Martin petty as hell for putting that 99 rating up there as his profile pick while he's about to do some contract negotiations. But I'm all about petty. Like, I I dig it, but I'm not a big-time Dallas Cowboys fan. I want them to win and succeed because I'm tired of, you know, you're my guy, Chad Hastings is my dude, seeing diehard fans the PTSD y'all got, just the saltiness that y'all have over the years of not winning since the Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman playmaker days. Like, that's, that's it's tough to watch. It's tough to see y'all fail. It is. And to see something like this, uh, even though Zach Martin is 32, like you saw what the execs and coaches, scouts, and players said about Zach Martin, they got him ran as the number one guard in the league. So if he's getting paid, if he's, you know, he's not getting the paper that he deserves to get or he feels like he deserves to get, that might be an issue that haunts the Cowboys when 
at the end of the day, it's all about winning the Super Bowl, and you need somebody like Zach Martin, especially to protect Dak Prescott, to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, in terms of the highest-paid NFL guards, Martin is number nine right now this season coming up, $14 million a year. Chris Lindstrom for the Falcons, he just signed that big deal. He makes $20.5 million a year as Atlanta kind of reset the market for the guards. But I would, if I'm Zach Martin, and I, I agree with him, He's better than the ninth guard in the league. Like he's he's a top five, top three guard, and if you going off the NFL executives, number one. But he's thirty two years old. The top four guards in terms of contracts: Lindstrom, Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, Elgin Jenkins. Say they're all under the age of twenty eight or twenty seven years old. See? Zach Martin's thirty two. So what do you do here with this restructure? Because Jerry Jones, you know. He usually likes to take care of his guys, that Tony Romo contract, the Zeke contract. What will he do? Because I think Zach Martin's going to end up on the Cowboys' you know, ring of honor, right? He's been that good to the Dallas Cowboys, but also you worry about his age. And as you mentioned, maybe lost a step last year. His numbers are still good. He's still one of the top ten guards in, in terms of, yeah. of numbers if you're going off yeah. a pass block win rate and run block win yeah. rate. Yeah, him losing the step is better than 95% yeah. of the league still. And he knows that. So, like you said, Cam, if you know you have to sign Trayvon Diggs soon, you know you have to sign Micah Parsons, you just spit the bag on C.D. Lamb, or you're about to. Yeah, well, that's how, another guy left off, C.D. Lamb. Like, how how does Zach Martin fit, you know, with that? And, you know, you see it with the running backs, even though obviously those are two different positions and the value's different there. But you got to understand that, okay, I'm on a Super Bowl level team, a Super Bowl caliber team. I know a lot of fans or a lot of people listening to us are probably rolling their eyes right now. But again, Jerry and Steven, they've made great offseason mm-hmm. moves. Like, just like Steven Jones says, they are just a click away. Just, you know, a couple of changes that they've made from their head coach now calling the plays to Dak Prescott talking about, oh, I, I definitely ain't going to throw 10 interceptions next year, and I, which we'll get to that, you know, Cowboys fan. But I, it's very interesting that Zach Martin is going about this now because at the end of the day, he doesn't have many years left. He just doesn't. With him being at this age, he doesn't have many years left. So, obviously, he's not willing to sacrifice the paper with winning. And, again, to each his own, but sometimes you see guys like Joe Mixon, which I can't stand praising a sooner. Y'all know that. I said it yesterday. But that dude, with what the running back market is right now, Instead of getting ten million, he said, "No, nah, I'll take this five. Why? Because the Cincinnati Bengals are also a click away in the AFC. After the Kansas City Chiefs, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. That's why they're rivals. Joe Burrow picked by the execs, scouts, players, and coaches, second best quarterback in the league. So Joe Mixon, he understands that. Yo, I get where I'm at. I get that I could be replaced very fast." And that's, that's the big difference. Like, Zach Martin, you can't replace him. Joe Mixon, you can replace him a little bit more. But sometimes, in order to win, you got to sacrifice that money. And Zach Martin, he's not willing to do that. So it's going to be interesting training camp. That's for damn sure. 
Jerry and the Cowboys do have a history of making deals during uh, training camp in Oxnard. Say, Zeke, Des Bryant, Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick all had their contract extensions done either during or around the start of camp. So it, it sounds like I, I wouldn't be surprised, rather, if Jerry and this staff figure out a way to keep Zach Martin happy because they learned their lesson during the, the early Tony Romo years of of not protecting your quarterback. And finally, when they started to do that, it was a little bit too late for Roma. But the, the the best Cowboy years in terms of playoff success has always been because they've had one of the best O-lines in the league. And hopefully Jerry and this staff recognize that. And I'm not, it, I don't think it's going to be a five-year deal considering he's 32 years old, but I think Zach Martin deserves to be paid a little bit more than $12 million a year there. Yeah, that twelve million. <laughs> but once, that, once that you get up to you know right thirty, him. you know thirty-two years old now, he hasn't had a, a huge injury history like Tyron Smith. So I feel like they're likely to give him a little bit longer deals. But you know, at what age is there an age where you say, okay, you know what? Because remember, the the top four guards in the league, they're all under the age of twenty-eight years old. Yeah, and Zach Martin, he's going off of the franchise tag last season for O line, yep. nine point eight mil. So he's making 12 mil this year, and you're like, okay, so why is he salty about that? It just jumped up in 2023 to 18.2 mil for the franchise tag for offensive linemen, the average all around the league. So now he's sitting at 12 mil, and again, all those guys that he knows, we know, just watching them play, like you said, he might be in Jerry World, his number retired, even though they don't retire numbers, but you know what I'm saying, Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. And he's looking at all the people that are getting paid in front of him and saying, man, they don't have my body of work. They didn't. They weren't all pro last year either. And also, Cam, if you're the agent and Zach Martin going into this season and you hear your head coach who is now calling plays go out and say from the jump, we got to run the football more next year. That means you have more responsibility for, for the run game, which – the running back room, still questionable. I like Tony Pollard. A lot of people like Tony Pollard. I think he was ranked ninth when the players, coaches, execs, and uh, um, scouts ranked ranked the running backs, which I don't know about that. But, you know, hey, everybody has their own opinion. You what? Who else you got? Yeah, I love Deuce Vaughn. Obviously, he's ATX native. I'm on. You know, I'm gonna be in his corner for sure. But can you trust that? Can you trust Malik Davis? Can you trust Ronald Jones? And you know, again, you're Zach Martin trying to negotiate. I'm bringing those things yeah. to the table. Like, yo, y'all gonna need me this year with this running back room. Like Tony Pollard coming off an injury. Y'all gonna need me next uh, next year. So. Come on, Jerry, throw that paper my way because you've thrown it to other people that haven't deserved it throughout the years. Remember what McCarthy said this year because Kellen Moore, he's gone. He's with uh, Brendan Staley in the Chargers as Staley tries to keep his job alive. But, you know, Moore's philosophy was, you know, fast-paced offense, try and, you know, light up the scoreboard. McCarthy said this spring, I want to run the ball more so I can rest my defense, right? So if you're Zach Martin, you're you're pulling up that quote to Jerry, and you're just saying, "Here, <laughs> here, I'm the best yeah. guard in the league." You know you gotta do it in all caps because he's a little old now. Yeah, he's <laughs> gonna, gotta, he's gonna, he gonna be squinting his ass off. You know, you might have to pull it up on a big ass monitor, like, "Yo, just because I know you're getting a little older, check this out." But I'm right there with you, man. Like it's 
if you're a Cowboys fan, this is the worst thing you can hear right now. Like, I think Zach Martin, he's meant so much to that team, and he's got a lot of responsibility going into this season, and I didn't see this coming. Like, when I woke up and saw this story, I was shocked, and, you know, it just seemed like everything was running so smooth for the Dallas Cowboys with Jerry and Steven, who have made such good decisions in the offseason, and how everybody's talking, what all these guys are saying about Dak, from, you know, Stephon Gilmore praised Dak, saying that I think he's a guy that we can win with, and Stephon Gilmore played with Brady. So did Brandon Cooks. He said, this guy, I've played with a lot of really good quarterbacks like Drew Brees, like Tom Brady. Dak's right there with him. Now I, think, 100%. now, I think that's a little, you know, that's a little out there, but I, in a way, would rather have that talk than what Justin Jefferson's out here saying about Kirk Cousins, not putting him on the list and not give, not going into any depth about it. Like, come on, you know, Justin Jefferson, I get it. Kirk definitely ain't no top five, but you still, he's still throwing you the ball. Still your quarterback. He's still your quarterback, still right? Still your quarterback. And Kirk Cousins, being the professional that he is, which I love Kirk Cousins. Now, I don't know if you've watched the uh, quarterback yes, Netflix. Yeah. Yo, I've got a lot of respect for Kirk Cousins. I think a lot of people have now looked now look at Kirk Cousins in a different light. 100%. Because he's and he, I, I like him a lot more now it, after watching that show. Exactly. Like he embraces his corny. Like when they talk about him <laughs> and his, his wife picking out his clothes and the dad clothes, and he ain't trying to spin the bag or nothing. Like I can appreciate that. You talking to a dude that's wearing Crocs right now in this chair and a neck roll. <laughs> like I am all about comfort, dog. I I am married now. I ain't got to impress nobody else. You know, at the end of the day, if you're comfortable and you can do your job, hey. Why not? And he's very comfortable with himself, but I, I, and I get what Justin Jefferson is saying. I would never put Kirk Cousins on my top five list, probably ever, but I'm not receiving catches from him. Yeah. I'm not catching the ball from him. I was about to say something very suspect. <laughs> I am not. He is not throwing me the ball. Say it. Say it. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I am not catching balls from him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, the Cousins thing, because, you know, I, I've kind of forgot how that season ended for them last year. They gave up 31 points to the Giants and Daniel Jones. And people were, you know, pinning that loss on Kirk Cousins and the offense. I'm sorry, when you give up 31 to Danny Dimes, then the issue is defense, not offense. But the way that, that entire Netflix series quarterback completely changed the way I thought about Cousins. Um, maybe like Mahomes more. Yes. Brittany Mahomes, she can die. What? She sucks. I'm, she sucks. I respect her more. No. I respect CK. You ain't married. She does a lot of things that you know don't get accounted for. Because we see you, we see the yelling and the screaming. Ah, Patrick, let's effing go! Like all that stuff. Oh, I, I, that's a little much. But a little, ri- a little. Uh, she's ride or die though. She I, is. I'll, I, I'll give her that. She I'll is give her that. Ride or die. But when your husband makes half a billion dollars, then you're going to be ride or die, I think, right? Yeah, but like ride or die like Jump Street High School Sweetheart, though. Like that's a different ride or die. You know, when you Mm -hmm. come in in high school, then she went to Tech 2. Like she ain't in it. She ain't on our Mariah Mill stuff. She ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, she ain't on her Brittany Renner stuff. She ain't, like, she ain't. (laughs) That's that's true. That is true. She ain't trying to trap Patrick. I feel like, you know. We know the divorce rate's kind of half and half. Like, mm-hmm. I I have complete faith in them for the long haul. Complete I, faith. I enjoyed going from 
uh, Kirk Cousins' wife, who's talking about playing worship music to Brittany Mahomes. <laughs> I really enjoy the juxtaposition that the Netflix directors did going from. I'm just glad we didn't have to see any of Jackson Mahomes in Yo, his stupid TikToks. They kept him out the way. Thank God. He messed that all up. Thank he God. He could have got the bag from that. That would have promoted his TikTok. Yeah. But he's a foul brother. You saw how he was. Like so the way he, Pat was like, kind of like wouldn't really say hi to him I in the field. I just kind of head nod. You embarrassing the family, yeah. bro. You embarrassing the family. I'm not talking about, you know, the sassiness. I'm not talking about that. That's fine to each his own. I'm talking about the craziness where he's forcing women to do things like on camera and stuff. Yeah. Like that's so uncalled for. And again, that's why I salute Aaron Rodgers. People always go, oh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't like his family. He doesn't talk to his family. He's such an a-hole, <laughs> this and that. No, Aaron Rodgers is smart. Cut them off. If they're going to be yeah. like a liability to your career and they don't believe in which Aaron Rodgers, he's out there too in his own way. He'd be on drugs bit. like Perk Rodgers. They don't call him that for no reason. But still, like his brother, former Missouri quarterback, went on the Bachelorette, won it. You know, now he's doing his broadcast thing with SEC and stuff. Like they don't get along. Like that's fine because not everybody, like, if. You don't owe people anything. Like, you don't owe people nothing. So, I don't know Aaron Rodgers' complete situation, but if people are making your life worse and you feel that and you've got a lot of bread in the account and they trying to put a halt to that with whatever they're doing, yeah, Jackson Mahomes, he deserves to get cut off. Absolutely. Cut him off. What's the next position you want to see them do a documentary on? Because I think they're going to go, they're going to transition away from quarterback to a different I, I, position. I, I, I could have sworn I said um, it got renewed for. Oh, season really? Two. Okay. Yeah, I think they're just going to keep doing that and pick different quarterbacks each year. Who Who are the next three you want to see? Um, I would love to see Jalen Hurts. There's just something like something about him. I wouldn't mind seeing Dak. But, you know, Dak, being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, you already just have enough responsibility. I wouldn't think that's fair, you know, to— I think uh, Dak's kind of bland, though. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he has—I don't know if he has that personality. And Kirk Cousins does? I think—well, because we know Kirk Cousins was an absolute cornball. I think it was <laughs> enjoyable to see— Okay, is he actually corny on T? Is he Russell Wilson corny in the media, or actually off the screen? He's actually not. It's like no, he's he's just a, this is who he is. He's just a a Christian dude who who likes to sing you know his Christian songs with his kids and and go pumpkin patch hunting or whatever you do with pumpkin picking and then play football. That's all it is. Yeah, I man. The, one of the best things about the show is how relatable it is. Yeah. Because when you see the behind the scenes, like when you see these athletes making all these all this money and, you know, they're just superior when it comes to us regulars. So to see them do normal things that we do, like that's very refreshing. And that I think Dak, no matter who, I, I think it can work for anybody. Yes, there will be better guys than others and some guys will be closed off because you know at the end of the day you don't have to let everybody in and i don't know if it's like a hard knocks like I, where they just force it on you like well, i have no idea how that goes i feel like it isn't because marcus Mariota disappeared from the last three episodes after he basically quit on the falcons and went away like he had what more like like three more minutes of screen time in that show it's tough. 
real it was a tough look on him. Yeah, that was a really tough. tough look. Yeah. One guy, Rodgers, I think with hard knocks, like that's as close as we're going to get. And I'm excited for hard knocks with the Jets, but I don't think he'd ever do this show. The one guy I would want, Joe Shiesty. I want, I want to see <laughs> Joe Burrow. Okay. I want to see Burrow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's he's cool, man. He's too cool. He's a he's a different type of cat, and he's an a hole. Like yeah. he, he has that like MJ a holeness about him. Like I don't give a damn how you think about yeah. me. Like I I really don't give a damn. I'm coming to rip your heart out. I might have this baby face choir boy look, but I'm far from that. But yeah, man, I great football talk early on. Cameron Parker in the building. I am Zay Collier. Chad Hastings is out of town. This is Chad and Zay on the horn. Chad and Zay. Welcome back. Chad and Zay on the horn. 1049-1019 AM1260. Chad Hastings on vacation. I am Zay Collier, joined by Cameron Parker. Follow him on Twitter at Cameron D. Parker. Follow me on Twitter at ain't that underscore Zay. Cam? No, I'm not even gonna try. Not even gonna try. Yeah, I, yesterday I gave I gave Buck these last two days <laughs> all layups. I went back to his time, a lot of Motown, a lot of funk, and well, Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have gotten this, but little ZZ Top. So that's, that's what, that was gonna be my guess. I swear to God, but I was like, man, I don't know. So if I say ZZ Top and it's wrong, then I'm gonna have to deal with the Specs text line. So yeah, that could be a little cruel. That's all right. I'll be. When I'm on remote and stuff, I'll be mucking up too. It gets bad. You're like, really, Zay? For somebody that plays all this music. It's the music, pressure, man. It is a lot of pressure. It's like, you've seen that uh, that game show where it's like, you got to like know the lyrics. It's like, man, I don't know if I could do that. Because like with the pressure and the cameras on, and you got, you know, some celebrity hosting it or whatever. You got Steve Harvey next to you. It's like, what's the lyrics <laughs> to Billy Joel? Like, ah! Yeah, did you feel the pressure when you did the donut challenge? Yeah, I did. But yeah. I, I mean, I would set up to fail though. I mean, what I does actually, that mean? Just I mean, you know, I just set up to fail. Yeah, I just you know the, the deck was stacked against me. Say like I wanna I wanna redo it again. We're actually supposed to do it I think Friday, but I'm not sure if it's gonna happen. Um, Are you switching up the donuts? With Jeff, well, because when Jeff went and got the donuts, um, the gentleman at, at Shipley's who set it up for us, you know, huge shout out to him. He was like, "Do you want the regular ones? Or you want me to, you know, make you." Some bigger ones. And Jeff was like, let's go with the biggest, dense ones. Oh, come on, Jeff. Come on, Jeff. So that's like, a setup. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I mean, okay. like, that, that's, I, yeah, that's wrong. He I, I didn't you. have my head in the right place. You know, I, it was a poor game plan on my part. Bad execution. I, I got to do better. But, but, Zay, I mean, if, you know, with, with the regular Shipley's Donuts, I think I could do it again. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm looking we'll forward see. to that. <laughs> it, might, it might be uh, something in August when I got nothing else to do. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I absolutely feel you. I don't know if I could have done it. I might look like I could do it with the LBs that you see, but nah, man. I like to take my time when it comes yeah. to food. Like, yeah. I'm that guy that would finesse somebody in an eating contest, and once you hear the gun shoot off or the whistle, whatever starts you, I'll just take my time eating the pie, eating whatever. Like, it, it kind of grosses me out watching Chestnut do what he do. See, if it was like 3 a.m., because I feel like you're the hungriest at like 3 a.m. for some reason, I think I could do it. Okay. That is different. 3 a.m. hunger? Completely different. It's very different. 
especially after a night out or something like that. It's oh my it's very different. But yeah, still got a lot of sports talk coming up on this show. We got Justin Wells inside Texas and on three sports coming on at one, but. Uh, some petty stuff going around college football, and Ooh. I really appreciate it because it has to do with Oklahoma and not Texas. Brent Venables versus Deion Sanders. Have y'all heard about this? Brent Venables has kind of said some crazy things last week, Big 12 Media Days, when he was referring to his football team, which – in 2022, went six and seven. Definitely not up to those people's standards up there in Norman. So a lot of people they want Brent Venable's head already. Like I, Lincoln Riley, when he was there, he was the man. Offenses felt like they were scoring 50 a game. Heisman winners, the whole nine. And Brent Venable's coming in from Clemson. Mm, the vibe was not there. So Brent had to say this. I gave guys 12 months of grace. I was unlike Dion. Ouch. I gave mm. guys 12 months of grace to figure it out. Here's three. Go to class, live right off the field, and when you show up here, you show up with respect and appreciation with your opportunity. And if you go 0 for 3 for 12 months, you need a fresh start, so we help. 21 guys, give or take, find a fresh start. A year ago, I challenged guys. I wasn't like Dion that gave guys a bunch of pink slips. Twice, Cam. He threw Dion Sanders' name out twice, which if you don't know what Brent Venables is referring to, when Dion Sanders first got to campus at Colorado, he made that very infamous speech about, yo, I – there's going to be a lot of change, a lot of baggage up here, and it's Louie. I'm getting rid of most of all of y'all because what we have in this room, I don't think y'all are my type of guys, and that's it. Which, to Brent's point, is a little cruel because it's kind of like you're already telling guys you have no chance, which instead of you know seeing what guys are made of, going back, watching film as a coach and understanding, oh, even though Colorado was really bad last year in 2022 mm -hmm. when I wasn't the coach, this guy's good. This guy's good. This guy does his job. This guy can maybe help us. Maybe the backup can help us. Who knows? Maybe this guy's a good rover guy in special teams. Like, it seemed like Dion didn't give anyone a chance once he got to Boulder. And I heard great – interview with Mac Brown on like the tower of you uh, Jeff and uh, uh, Craig the other day and he said something that stood out to me cam he said yeah when I chopped it up with DKR one time and he told me straight up when I told the guys whenever Mac was giving one of his speeches that they quit on us they quit on yeah. the th they quit on the team and DKR let Mac know like yo Mac you need to change the way you say that because you might feel that way but not everybody quit. Go back and watch that film. Not everybody quit, bro. You know, you go, some guys out there were busting their ass, but it's a team game, so it might look like that. So to Brent Venable's point, like, he gave guys at Oklahoma an opportunity to show them something, and it clearly didn't pay off because they lost more games than they won. And to what Deion Sanders said 
which we'll get to in a second. I want to hear your opinion on Brent Venables. But, yeah, man, that's to, name, to throw Dion's name out there twice, that's pretty bold, Brent. Pretty bold. Here's my thing with that. Brent, you took over for an Oklahoma team that won 11 games the year before. You had a you had an Oklahoma program that was the top of the Big Twelve college football playoff players on your roster. Colorado won zero games the year before Zay. Like I don't I don't understand uh, where is this animosity coming from? By the way, why does Brent Venables? Yeah, something hate, must have happened. Like I'm trying like, to like, so do they he, overlap? He, yeah, I, I don't know where uh, where did he play? I don't know where Brent Venables play. Y'all probably let us know on the Specs text line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. But Dion must have juke the hell out of him back in the day, or you know something happened. He like, played at Kansas return? State for two years, but I don't. What think year was this? Ninety one and ninety two. So Dion was already in the league. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, like. Some guys just don't like others. Like, you cannot like the way somebody operates or their coaching philosophy. But it was interesting. Like, he didn't have to say Dion's name. He could have yeah. said all this stuff. I gave guys 12 months of grace. That's it. He didn't have to say I gave guys 12 months of grace, unlike Dion. He didn't have to say, like, I challenged the guys. I wasn't like Dion that gave them guys a bunch of pink slips. And the greatest thing, which you knew Dion Sanders, he going to respond. Whether he has a foot or not, he is going <laughs> to respond. And he said, first off, to the gentleman from Oklahoma, it's coach to you. Mm. There's a saying about glass houses. We had a roster turnover the way we did because we had to. If coach wants to talk, let's talk. I wasn't the one-handed, one-handed of Ferrari. He already had, to what you're saying, Cam, multiple NFL linemen on that Oklahoma roster before arriving. Colorado didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher from the previous coaching staff. Oklahoma is one of the best programs in the sport. When was the last time they lost more than two games? The Ferrari crash, and it's smoking. (laughs) So Dion went Dion, which, Brent, you asked for it. Like, you asked for this. Like, you, I, you can have your opinions and feelings, but I disagree with you saying the name. And there's a lot of things I disagree with what Deion Sanders did. Like, I thought he should have at least kind of, you know, read guys out a little bit more. Yeah. You know, just kind of, you know, let guys prove themselves a little bit more than how he came, you know, how he came in, which he came in crazy. Like, obviously, he has to be on camera and stuff. And when he's talking about the bag is Louie and guys are coming in to take your spot and stuff like that, like, even though they were awful last year, 2022 Colorado team, they still deserve that respect with their coach leaving and them about to have their lives changed. Like, they came in to play for that coach mm-hmm. and come in to play for Dion. So... Yes, he should have been a little bit more, you know, sympathetic, but yeah, he wasn't. Well, also, like, why is Dion's name in his mouth? Like, as, as a Specs texture uh, texted in, hey, coach, worry about your own damn team. Yeah, I mean, you won six games last year. You lost to his, your biggest rival, 49 to nothing. You didn't score any mm. points, and you're in the Big 12 Media Days. A huge year, by the way, because you're going to the SEC next year, and there's a lot of talk about how will Oklahoma be positioned. And you're talking about Coach Sanders at Colorado in the Pac-12? Like, I don't, I don't, why isn't Venables focused on, you know, this year and getting the right guys in? And, like, hey, we don't care. Like, 
Dion is building his own cu- culture in a program that doesn't have the facilities, doesn't have the funding, doesn't have the endowment that Oklahoma has, right? Like Oklahoma's been an established football program. Colorado, sure, they've had their, their moments here and there, but they're not where Oklahoma's at. So why is Fenables worried about that when, hey, your ass is on the line this year, by the way, because you only won six games this next season, and you weren't even picked to win. Where, where's Oklahoma's picked to finish in the Big 12 this, this season? Um, uh, Some have Wasn't them, first. Yeah, some have Wasn't them first. at like two. Some have them around four. It depends. It's yeah, two or three. So I, I'm not sure why Venables is worried about this when he should be worried about you know winning football games. And as a coach who who is from Dabo Sweeney, you, you figure to be better. Like, can you imagine Steve Sarkeesian? Whether you like Sark or not, can you imagine him ever, ever saying something like this? No, because he came from Nick Saban. He knows he knows where that's you know he knows what to say as a coach and what you don't say. You don't call it other coaches. Remember the Saban Jimbo Fisher stuff oh, after that, and Saban realized quickly, hey, that was my bad. Maybe Saban was just a little bit cranky. But where is this coming from, from Brent Venables? I feel like he should know a lot better. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree, which, you know, he put his foot in his mouth, and he's going to have to live with it. And, hey, just Will Smith, keep my name at your mother mouth. Like, that's just all it is. Worry about your team, Brent, and we'll see what happens. But, yeah, we'll be back. This is Chad and Zay, Cameron Parker in the building. I'm Zay Collier. Crap bag coming up. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. We do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. On the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, the saxophone. Hmm. Yeah, we going back, Cam. Is it the 80s? Yes. Because I hate the 80s music. Oh, what? I'm out on the 80s, man. This is the best music. Especially to classic flicks and classic shows like Miami Vice was hard, Knight Rider, Fire, all that stuff, man. Fast Time, Ridge Mile High, I don't know, Eddie man. Murphy, Beverly Hills Cop, all the all the music in all of those movies and shows, elite. If I'm power ranking the decades by music, I think 80s might be... Dead last, going back to the 60s. Good grief. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. Man. 60s and 70s, one and two. At uh, 60s? Yeah, man. 70s, Beatles? I get it. The Beatles can't carry whole 60s. I don't know. Though. When you're the greatest band of all time, you might be able to. Oh, wow. Got some early Stones, early The Who. Yo, my father Jimmy. would love you saying... <laughs> Beatles greatest <laughs> band of all time. I, you know, when Chad put me on the Beatles record, when we were doing our, you know, album list and movie list and stuff, I was impressed. That was the first Beatles album I heard all the way through. Yeah. Revolver. Yeah, it was solid. 
It was solid. So I, they're good. Do I think best, greatest of all time? Like, uh, I don't know about all that. Do you, do you have a greatest of all time? Because, I mean, all of that's just, you know, it's really relative. You're right. Um, you're talking about just band? Yeah. Um, See, like, it, it's, I, I, I like doing, like, the same way people ask me about, like, hey, rank your your top 10 NBA players I like and it's, it's boring because it's not good radio but it's like I like them in tears man like I think it's better okay. to do it in tears it's like yeah. you can have like the Beatles like the Beatles and Led Zeppelin would be like in tier one for me okay the same like hey who's one or two and, you know it's a little it's a little tough it's like hey MJ LeBron it's like you could say MJ is the GOAT but you have to argue LeBron is probably still in that tier with MJ right so Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Chad and Zay. That is Cameron Parker. Follow him on Twitter at Cameron D. Parker. I am Zay Collier. Chad Hastings is out for the week, but we're having a good time. Time for the crap bag. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Crap bag brought to you by AV Consultations. Shout out to Tom McKay, five five or five one two two five five eight six seven eight. We're going to avconsultations.com. And Cam, what we got? I am struggling with this because if it's not the NFL and it's not college football, it's hard for me to watch any type of football on TV. I watch high school football too. Like, you do a great job with McNeil. I love watching different high school games. You know, Craig Way's a high school football legend. But USFL, miss me with that. XFL, miss me with that. And now the Arena Football League will be back in February 2024 with a 10-game season (laughs) at these locations. There's going to be a team in Boise. Boise, Bakersfield, California, Chicago, Denver, Colorado, St. Paul, Minnesota, Lake Charles, Louisiana, which, wow, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Orlando, Oregon, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Tallahassee, Nashville, Tennessee, Washington, and West Texas, and there will also be an Austin team. Is this the same league that Antonio Brown had a had owned the team and got kicked out of the so. league? I don't think so. Which we'll get to <laughs> Antonio Canadian. Brown later. He's absolutely out of control. I don't yeah. think so. I think this is like I don't know if they're going to bring back the Wranglers, but which I never saw a Wranglers game. I know Bucky Godball and Aaron Hogan. They used to do uh, Wranglers games. Play by playing color. Yeah. They used to get that bad. They always talk about how they miss that money. So who knows if they'll get the call to maybe come back. Yeah. But oh man, I'm all for guys trying to prolong their football career because I get it. Like it, it's hard to give up the sport. When I stopped playing basketball after my one year at Paris Junior College and I realized that was it for me when it comes to any type of competitive sports, it was hard to give up. Like you have some dark days. So those guys that, you know, play in these different leagues around here, these pro-am leagues, and again, XFL, USFL, and now the Arena Football League, I salute them. But at the end of the day, the quality ain't the best. And it's tough going from the NFL, greatest athletes in the world, college football just the ambiance that brings the feeling that that brings like ain't nothing like saturdays at dkr against the right team. oh yeah 
You know what I'm saying? That Alabama game, that was epic. Like going to the Cotton Bowl, like ain't nothing like college football and what that brings, everything that comes with it. So going to these leagues and stuff, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to watch and lock in. Like I don't know where they're gonna have these games at. Will they be at Moody Center, HBC Center, hell, Irwin Center? Who knows? But it'll be I better have the freest tickets in the world. <laughs> like I'm concession stand and stuff. Like everything has to play at House it. Park. <laughs> and, plus, like, the, House Park. And, and plus the arena games, like what? Sixth man, seventh man. So yeah, that's different. I think it's seven on seven, right? They, they got guys in motion coming in a dead sprint and stuff. Like it's it's a different game, and that's hard to adjust to also. But I don't know about this league. I don't know how it's going to go because the Rock and the XFL, they lost a lot of paper this last year, a lot of money, which he says he kind of expected it. They're expecting to make more money in 2024. But I don't know how these leagues last when you're competing with college and the NFL. Eight players, by the way. Eight players, okay. Yeah, say, I mean, I love football, college football, NFL football. You know, I probably consume it more than any other sport, you know, live and breathe for it. Can't wait for the NFL season to start. I cannot get into these knockoff leagues like USFL. <laughs> you call them knockoff? I just yeah, I just I just can't. The brand of football Bootleg is just leagues. it's 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 not the same. Like I I would much rather have Air Force Force San Diego State oh, versus you know give me the Tallahassee Tallahassee Snakes versus whoever right like ran football. I just can't get into it. Yeah. Can't get into it. And I will admit, like somebody on the Specs text line made a really good point. Like you said, with it being eight men and, you know, they got the walls on the side and, you know, the goalpost is, you know, a little skinnier and stuff. It's way more appetizing than XFL, USFL. Way, way more. Even with, even though I do like some of the XFL, some of the things that they do, kind of, you know, with the kickoff, that's not too shabby. And just the little quirks that they have, like, I think that's cool and all. But, yeah, just the quality, dog, that's, it's tough. It's a tough watch. It's a, it's a tough watch. And Nate says, bring back the lingerie bowl. See, come y'all, on, Nate. Come on, Nate. Take a shower. I Take mean- a cold <laughs> Cold shower, Yo, bro. Nate, man, I'm not Zion horny, but I can appreciate <laughs> that statement. Like that's those women, the way they be looking, them some athletes too. They represent. They they definitely need their love. Hour one is wrapped up. Cameron Parker's in the building. Appreciate him. Follow him on Twitter, Cameron D. Parker. We got Justin Wells inside Texas and on three sports coming up in the top of the. Second hour, I am Zay Collier, Chad Hastings out of town. This is Chad and Zay on the horn.